be open to a different route and never give up on your dreams. Okay, welcome back to Gail and Tia's Adventures. This is a podcast about life's adventures and we'd love to bring friends along. Gail, we have had such a fantastic summer. I mean, it has been full of so many adventures. We've been to Puerto Rico, we've been to Atlantic City, we've been at Out of the Banks, we've done some local events. And actually, you just got back from Cancun. I was so sorry I missed that. It looked like a ball. I know, I missed you. <laughs> I know, I know. But summer's <laughs> coming to a close. I'm really getting kind of sad about it. I know. We only have a few more weeks. It went by so fast. I know. It was quick. Yeah, but we have a few more weeks to go. So who knows where we're going to pop up next? Yep. You never know. But rest assured, <laughs> we will pop up again. We will because <laughs> we don't stop. We don't stop. We don't stop. But, you know, it is time to start thinking about, okay, summer's coming to a close. Next season is coming, which mm-hmm. leads us to think, all right, what's next? Mm-hmm. What's in our next season? And what's next in general? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I often ask myself, you know, when I try to assess where I am in life, you know, I've been at my career, been at my job for 23 years. I produce events, which I love doing. But am I going to do this forever? <laughs> you know, I often ask myself, what's next? Yeah. And I mean, I've been asking that question, you know, Gail, for years, probably since my 40s, trying different things out. Nothing's really seemed to catch. I've been doing the same career since, I don't even want to say, at least 25 years. And I enjoy it. You know, I still have many years to go, but you have to think about ageism that creeps into the workplace. You have to think about at some point, is someone going to think I can get somebody younger to do this or someone cheaper to do this? And you also have to think about what other passions do I have? I mean, certainly we had a plan, I guess, going into college. We were going to college. We were going to get married, you know, have kids. Uh, And die. (laughs) And die. I mean, that was pretty much it. (laughs) And I have a career and then it's over. But now that we've gotten to a certain age, we're thinking, wow, it's just so much more we want to do. And that's why I'm so excited we have our guest today. We are so excited to have a dear friend of ours from our college days at Hampton, Mm -hmm. Denise Clyatt. Denise comes to us from New Jersey. She is a mother, businesswoman, entrepreneur, and author. And we think that she has asked herself the same question we've been asking ourselves. What's next? But the difference is, I think Denise has been able to answer that question. Oh, definitely. I mean, I've been following Denise from afar in the last couple years. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, this person (laughs) has turned their life up. And we know so many people that as they get older, they kind of turn down. But I mean, I've been inspired by the different things I see that Denise is doing. So mm-hmm. Denise, we just welcome you to the program. And we're so excited to hear about your journey. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. And it's interesting you'll, that you say that um, you've been watching my kind of journey on Facebook um, and I guess Instagram and other Mm -hmm. places. Mm -hmm. That's what's beautiful about social media. There's some negative things about social media, but the good thing about social media is that you really can kind of feel like you're going along with your friends and colleagues and kind of see what's happening in their lives. And so that is good. So 
As for me, I have done some things differently in the last few years. I, like you guys, graduated from Hampton University uh -huh. in 1988, mm -hmm. and I was recruited on campus by Prudential. Oh, okay. um, so I was actually recruited on campus, and I actually stayed at Prudential for 30 years. Wow. I, wow. I, yes, I started in finance, and about 10 years in, moved into human resources. I left Prudential for about a year and a half, and then came back. Mm -hmm. and finished my career there earlier than what I would have thought, but it was a blessing nonetheless. I actually was blessed to retire in April of 2020 as a result of the company offering a voluntary separation program. And okay. that was something the company had never done in its 125-year history. I think it's 125. We've had downsizes where people could opt in for things, but we've yeah. never had a voluntary separation program. And it was actually offered to the vast majority of employees who were domestic employees. Anyone who had five or more years of service was oh. eligible to take this package. And because they were looking to cut costs and kind of just change some of the trajectory of the company. So what's interesting is I was there for 30 years and probably at least the last 10, even though I've been generally enjoying what I do in HR, I have been asking God for something different. I want to do something different. But I was of the mindset of, after being at this company for 20 years at that time, I don't want to leave without a severance package. I'm just going to keep it honest. You know? <laughs> and so I wanted to do something different, but I didn't want to leave without a package. And so God being who he is, he not only gave me a package, but because I had been there for 30 years, I was bridged to retirement. So in April of 2020, I retired from Prudential. Now, what's interesting is we had to make the decision on whether or not to apply for the voluntary separation program the last quarter of 2019. So prior to that offer and you having to make that decision, you weren't thinking about leaving. Is that correct? I wasn't thinking about leaving voluntarily. I always okay. had in the back of my spirit, I'd like to do something different, but I want to leave with the severance package. Okay. It never occurred to me that the company would do something it had never done in the history of, its, of mm -hmm. the company. Mm -hmm. And also the fact that I had to make the decision in fourth quarter 2019, never could I have imagined that 2020 would be the 2020 that we all knew. So right. I so this was pre-COVID that you had to pre -COVID. I had to make the decision. Yes, I had to make the decision to apply in the fourth quarter of 2019. Wow. We were told whether or not we were accepted into the program in January of 2020. Okay. And that's when we also got what our separation dates would be. So they had a staggered separation date. Some people were separated in February, others in April, some in September. So in January. You know, things are still normal. Yeah. I found out that I was accepted into the program mm -hmm. and that April 15th, 2020 would be my last day with Prudential. I'd be a retiree. So when That's did great. they, I'm thinking back to the COVID moments where we right. were told you have to go home. That was um, March. That was March. March. Oh, March. amazing. March right on time almost. Yeah. Yeah. March 3rd. So God is a God of, I tell you, my story is one where God is a God of, he's just so wonderful, you know, because mm -hmm. I could not have made it up. As a single mom, certainly being home with Julian during the, you know, March to September when they were doing the um, homeschooling. And I had a pretty stressful job. I was a director of HR mm -hmm. in the technology organization. And I supported our, our chief information security officer, as well as our kind of head of technical operations. 
And I also supported the gentleman who managed the Japan office. So I had people mm. in Japan who reported to me. Oh, I had wow. the opportunity to go to Japan in 2019, actually, mm-hmm. earlier in that year. So I had no idea that more, when I tried to, I went to go to the office in March or March 13th. And it was funny. Something told me something, things just kind of started stirring about this COVID thing. Mm-hmm. And so that day I just decided to work from home. And little did I know I would never literally, I have not stepped foot back in my office since March 13th. So um, even though I retired on the 20th, April 15th, 2020, they did not pack up my office until March of 2021. So I literally, they packed my office up for me and shipped my things home a full year after I retired. And I never got the opportunity to step foot back in my office. When I left that day, I never knew I'd never be back. Right. That is amazing. So you didn't see your colleagues. You didn't have nope. the big retirement blowout. They had already planned a retirement celebration for me, the whole nine yards, but obviously all of those things were canceled. So at that point, you're without a job, you've yes. retired, you have a package, so you're not really that pressed to do anything. You've been working 30 years, you're right. able to stay home. What were you thinking at that point? What was your thoughts as far as what's well, that? It's interesting. I always will. Well, I first of all thought that because when we graduated Hampton, I took the summer off. So I said to myself, this is going to be the first summer that I've had off since I graduated from college. So I had this whole magnificent plan of what my summer of 2020 was going to be. I was going to be doing everything. I was going to have Julian in camp. And during the day, I was going to go to the beach every day. I love the beach. I was going to do all these things, right? I always knew that I would be what I call right now retired. Now, you know, I always be a retiree from Prudential because that's my status there. But I knew as a person who was only 53 when I retired mm-hmm. and having a nine-year-old who was in private school that obviously I was going to have to go back to work. Right. But I always thought that I would be out. My plan was to be out for a year, to be out for a full year and then start to look likely to get back into the same area that I had left, which was human resources. That was what my plan was. God had a different plan. But my plan was to take a year off, enjoy my summer and then start to look a year later and get back into the marketplace. So it seems like you've done a lot over this last year. So you said, you know, you wanted to take a year off and then plan. But when did you start to plan? Like, did you wake up one day and have an epiphany? It's interesting because I ended up being invited. uh, One of our classmates from Hampton, Karen Farmer, had invited me to use this beauty product or skincare product called Beauty Counter. I had never heard of Beauty Counter. And she wanted me to try the products. And so I said, okay, I'll try the products. Actually, she asked me to do a pop-up for her. So I did a pop-up for her. Um, I invited some of my sorority sisters on. It was about 10 or 12 of us on. And when you say pop-up, just so everybody understands. Yes. A pop-up is in Beauty Counter, which is a largely a direct-to-consumer brand. Mm -hmm. We have three stores across the country, one in New York, one in Denver, one in San Diego. But largely, our products are brought to market direct to consumer. We have over 65,000 consultants Mm -hmm. in North America and Canada. So a pop-up is something that we do. We call when we're bringing people together to introduce them to the brand. And obviously, all of the pop-ups that were done in 2020 were on Zoom, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Had had we all purchased stock in Zoom, we would be doing all right. Right, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) But so I did a pop-up for Karen 
And that was that. And she, you know, introduced it to some of my friends. And lo and behold, I turned around and Karen had gifted me an entire, what I call like a counter match or counter time regimen, which was a whole regimen of the skincare product. Mm -hmm. And she told me she did that because I was on her dream team. When you join the beauty counter business, they tell you to make a list of, you know, people who you would want to be in business with who would be on your dream team. Now, what's interesting is the fact that Karen had me on her dream team is interesting because I've never done anything like this. Mm-hmm. I don't consider myself at all to be into cosmetics or beauty products and the like. And what's interesting is people probably don't even realize that Karen and I, although she was my number, we're Deltas, my dear friends here at AKAs. Mm-hmm. And Karen was my number in spring 88. I pledged in spring 87. We've been out of school 30, almost 35 years. Probably for the last 20 years, I have not been in close contact with my number. I know mm-hmm. most people probably will find that hard to believe. Mm-hmm. We really came back into each other's lives during COVID. And she had been doing Beauty Counter for two years at that point, but had me on this dream team that she had in her mind. And so she introduced me to the products. And once she introduced me to the products, I really liked the products. And so I turned around and said, I would join the business. I really, you know, and it really was a whirlwind from there. I joined and literally the next day, one of my sorority sisters who had been on the pop-up with me joined. And that was in September of last year. And lo and behold, someone, me, who never had any experience in this industry, any experience with direct sales, I ended up promoting to director in Beauty Counter in 23 days, which was the fastest that anyone had ever promoted to director in the history of the company. Let's stop here. You were not even involved in beauty care, as you said. You weren't into it. You weren't into cosmetics. You got a hold of these products, which we've tried, and I've heard of it before. So enjoy the products. We could talk a little bit about that later. But here you are. You've been offered this opportunity kind of haphazardly. Right. And somehow you shoot off to success. I know that I saw you in a picture with the CEO Recently in New York, is her name Ren or what? Her name is Greg Renfrew. Greg Renfrew, right. Saw you with a picture with her, you know, in the middle of New York City. So how does that happen? I mean, what do you attribute to your success? You know, it's interesting. I did a training for Beauty Counter and they asked me, what did I attribute to my success? And I said, it was the three S's. Sales, sisters, and so I think it was. And sisters in that I was introduced to it by one of my sorority sisters. And I really kind of brought all of my friends along. I have 36 people on my team now. I have uh, my soror who joined the day after me, Regina. I call her my beauty counter twin. She promoted to director in under 60 days. And so I would say sales, sisters, and so. Sewing into other people, sewing into just the kingdom, I would say. I know it might sound Mm -hmm. hokey to some people. But I do, in my spirit, believe that God led me to Beauty Counter because you, you really can't make it up. There's just no explanation mm-hmm. for how it would have come about, right? It's interesting because I also, when Karen, I had not used the products. Karen had given me the regimen, but I hadn't used it. I was in Atlantic City in last year during the heat of COVID. I guess it must have been August of last year. It was August of last year I had because I hadn't joined yet. It was August of last year, and I had committed to doing a special on TV for one of um, Gamma Iota's sorors, who is a newscaster. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw that on my Instagram, but she had mm-hmm. this, this thing about changing your plans as a result of COVID. And so I ended up agreeing to do that. And when I got to Atlantic City, I realized I had no makeup products with me. The <laughs> only thing I had brought was the new regimen because I told myself I was going to do some self-care when I was in Atlantic City. Right. So I had only brought my skincare products and I had a beauty counter lip gloss. And so this was going to be a nationally televised, I'll send you guys the clip, a nationally televised broadcast. And I'm like, okay, Denise, you know, I couldn't really cancel on the girl. And so that was another thing I said was God. I'm like, okay, well, here I am. I can have a come on with a clean face. That's what beauty counter represents, clean cosmetics and non-toxic cosmetics. And that was also kind of a clue for me that God's hand was in it as it relates to beauty counter. And even since then, I've gone into business a second time with Karen. We have started a business, an LLC by the name of 12s at 12, which came about because we had started doing clubhouse rooms at noon and we both are number 12s from Hampton. But it morphed into this LLC that is representing opportunities for people to get into entrepreneurship, for me to share my HR consulting skills. Karen comes to the plate with over 20 years of cybersecurity experience. And so we are doing a new thing in 2021. I mean, I don't even know what to say because now you've thrown another business (laughs) that you've taken on as well. You've reinvented yourself as a beauty consultant. And as I said, you came on today looking glamorous. We've all bought products and have bought into it. I thank you for your support. Um, Yeah. Yeah, and enjoy that as well. But now you've also started another consulting business. Correct. And this is just spiraled. You're just moving forward, just trying new things. Or again, is this, as Gail mentioned, part of your plan, ultimately? I wish I could say that this was part of my plan. If you would have told me that I would be an entrepreneur and not pursuing a traditional job, I would have told you, not me. But I like the, I enjoyed the flexibility. I enjoy being my own boss. And I just am enjoying it. You know, it comes with those challenges, of course, because, you know, you don't right out the gate have the same income that you are accustomed to. Mm -hmm. But I have said that I believe, God, that my income will surpass what I previously made in corporate America um, working for myself. And so I standing on that. We (laughs) forgot one other thing. Gail, what were you going to mention? I was going to ask. So, Denise, it seemed like this was just a natural progression not planned. You said your sorority sister introduced you to Beauty Counter, and then later you formed an LLC together. Definitely not in your plan. It was not in my plan to be an entrepreneur ever. Mm -hmm. It was a leap of faith? It was absolutely a leap of faith. And I think I, along the path, many things kept happening to let me know that God was telling me I was going in the right direction. I knew what my heart's desire was. My heart's desire is to be home with my son and not have the rigor of a have to be at a certain job by a certain time. Mm -hmm. I'd like to be home with him minimally through next year, September. He's going to be starting fifth grade, which is his last year of elementary school. And so I, I often remember people telling me that people often talk about being home when the babies are infants, but really it's almost more important to be at home when they're older. Right. Because you can be more involved in things. And even a little thing, my son started tackle football. He's played flag for the last four years, but he started tackle literally this week. And I don't believe that I would even be able to get him 
to practice five days a week from six to eight o'clock. And if I were working a full-time traditional job. Mm -hmm. um, so it's my heart's desire minimally to be out for another year doing entrepreneurial work solely. And then my belief is that I'll follow God's plan. But I believe that my businesses will still be continuing to flourish. And I don't know what I'll do if I'll still pursue something that allows me to work a traditional job, but still from home. I think at this point, I would only be seeking remote work if I were to mm -hmm. seek anything at all. Yeah. And Denise, I know you are, you know, very faithful. You know, you trust God. You've made that quite clear. But were you ever scared? Oh, every day. Mm -hmm. Even now, you know, when I, you know, if I'm honest, when I look at my bank account, is not where I would like it to be. I'll be fully transparent. I thank God that I have things in place that allow me to take care of that. Mm -hmm. So that's a blessing. But it's a faith walk. I do believe that God has me here and I'm enjoying it. But I try not to go into the fear space, mm -hmm. but I will tell you that it is a faith walk. Right. Mm -hmm. yes. And would you say that you are enjoying this phase of life even more than previously as it relates to career, or is it just different? I would say, you know, as you all can probably imagine over the course of 30 years in a career, you know, we're the last of a dying breed, people stay in that job for this amount of time, right? Right. I don't think either of our kids will ever be anywhere for 30 years or 23 years. I don't see that. But so I had my ups and downs at Prudential, but I would certainly say that overall, it was a good ride, afforded me a lot of opportunities professionally as well as, you know, financially to own my own home, to travel the world. And so it was good while it was good, but it was time to do something different, mm -hmm. right? And so I would just say, this is a time, I'm enjoying this time in my life. And I still am just crazy enough to believe that the best is ahead of me mm -hmm. and not behind me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then Denise, you wrote a book. I didn't want to say yet another thing because I would feel even more inadequate. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't even want to say it, Gail. I didn't even want to say it. You guys are a mess. A book appeared. Where credit is due. And yeah, then I mean, we had to bring it up. <laughs> oh, my best friend Sydney's like, what are you doing? Every time I try to bring doing something. Well, that was a blessing because I did recently become a co-author in a book called The Unstoppable Black Woman, Sisterhood oh. Edition. Mm -hmm. And it is uh, a book that was just launched in, I guess, gee, we just, we had a pre-sale in June. The book launched in July. And that book was a book that I had an opportunity to participate in an anthology, which I had never thought about doing. But people often, I mean, and now that I'm in an anthology, people say that that's a great way for people who may want to be an author to put their toe in the water, right? Because you have an opportunity to do something on a smaller scale, but yet you're still published. So I'm one of 37 women who's in this book, The Unstoppable Black Woman, Sisterhood Edition. Donna Izzard is the visionary author. And The Unstoppable Black Woman is something that was created by her and that she sees as a movement and a organization that will be a household name at mm. some point, Unstoppable Black Woman. And kind of the tagline for the Unstoppable Black Woman is the bees are coming because there have been some cases where bee has been used for Black women in a way that's derogatory. 
Mm-hmm. So she turned that around and she says, the unstoppable black woman, the bees are coming. Mm-hmm. We're black, we're brilliant, we're bold, we're beautiful, and we're business-minded. Wow, I love that. Yeah, we're black, brilliant, bold, beautiful, business-minded. And so in the book, each woman who's one of the co-authors had an opportunity to choose one of those bees, bold, black, brilliant, beautiful, or business-minded, and to write a very short, I think it was like, like a 250-word essay about that word and how it describes them. Then we were charged with doing a 150-word letter to our younger self. Mm-mm. And then we had to do a 100-word prayer. And lastly, we just had to do a short buyout. And that really was what made up each person's story in the Unstoppable Black Woman Sisterhood Edition. My goodness. So, yeah. Denise, when you were writing the letter to yourself, and let's even turn that around, maybe you're writing it to your son at this point. Mm. Yeah. And as you said, we grew up, you get a job, you stay in it. And get a good job and stay in Go to school and get a job. <laughs> get a job. That's it. Not two jobs, not three jobs. Nope. Don't follow your dreams. Nope. Just no, get no, a no. job and get a check. <laughs> yes. Because I wanted to be a teacher, actually. Oh, did you? I wanted to be a teacher. And I actually had a guidance counselor tell me you're too smart to be a teacher. You know, I wanted to be a broadcaster, which maybe at some point I will at, at doing this, but yes. I wanted to be a broadcaster. And my parents told me it's only three channels. <laughs> so it's only three channels. Well, they I know think you're going to get on. Channels. <laughs> and not knowing, not even having the clue. I mean, we had the right. TV that you use, the pliers yeah, okay, and, okay. and all of that. So move the antenna around. Right, yes. did the whole thing. So it's amazing to hear you say that because, you know, I had that yep. too. Gail, did you have something you wanted yes, to do? I graduated from college. I wanted to be the first female sports broadcaster. Oh, I didn't wow. know that, Gail. This is something new. It wouldn't work. Wow. Females will never be in sports. And look at them now. And look That's, at them now. That is amazing. Yeah, so in thinking about that, because Gail and I were talking, you know, that was the plan. There wasn't any stages to life. There wasn't any, hey, you do this first, you do this second, you do this third, you have these different things happen in your 40s or 50s or 30s. I mean, you know, you can't be totally general about it. But what advice would you give knowing what you've gone through, going through your whole entire career, now exploring all of these other avenues? What would you say? Well, what I would say is be open to a different root and never give up on your dreams. I, you know, always had a vision. I mean, I thought I would be married with children and I always wanted a husband and three sons. That's what was, that was my heart's desire. And, you know, God sometimes can bring things in a way that you didn't know they were going to come. Right. Mm -hmm, I, mm -hmm. I, I wanted three sons. I have a son that's not of my a womb and my first son, my foster son, who is now my godson, Kayan. So he's my first son who I claim is my own. And I'll tell you guys about foster care at some other point. Mm-hmm. I was a foster mom for five years. And then I have my son, Julian, whom I adopted. And I always knew I wanted to be a mother unequivocally beyond a shadow of a doubt. I wanted to be a mother. And now it's interesting because I'm in some like single mom clubs and things online. And many women are making the choice to have children, to birth children Mm -hmm. as single women. And I think that's wonderful. Honestly, I can truly say it just never occurred to me to do that. 
That just wasn't what was right for me. Mm-hmm. I, I just never entered my mind. And now I kind of wonder, I wonder why I didn't enter your mind. But it, <laughs> I can honestly say it just didn't. Mm-hmm. Adoption was right for me. And, you know, I remember getting a call at work one day and I was on August 24th, 2011. I got a call at work. I was sitting in my office on the 18th, no, the 17th floor at Prudential. And my social worker called and said, Denise, your son was born last night. Mm-mm-mm. And I knew nothing prior to that day. And she knew I wanted a son. And she said, your son was born last night and he's being discharged to you tomorrow. You have to pick him up from the hospital. Oh, wow. wow. So I went to work on that day, the 24th, and walked into my manager's office and said, well, remember I told you that I was going through the adoption process. I told him not to tell anyone. Mm-hmm. And I had shared that the way the process works, I could either be matched with a birth parent that would choose me mm-hmm. and I'd be able to give you some notice. Or it could be that somebody could choose me after giving birth, which in this case is what happened. And so when I went in his office and closed the door, I said, remember when I told you it could happen anyway? Well, I just got a call and my son was born last night and I went to work that day thinking it was any other day and I didn't come back for four months. Wow. And you're coming up on 10 years. And now he'll be 10 next month. Well, Denise, you are such an inspiration. I mean, it seems like your journey has been successful. You're happy. You're glowing. You're smiling. And it seems like, you know, you've really made some great choices. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not going to sit here and act like everything is perfect because it's not. Mm -hmm. I would be that would be disingenuous. No one is going to be posting online when things are not going well. You're going to post when things are going well. So I think it's okay for all of us to just know that things can be good and not be perfect in every area. Right. I've had some struggles over the years with mental health and depression. Mm -hmm. I've battled that at times in spite of my faith. I, you know, some people Mm -hmm. feel like you. If you're faithful, you won't, that's not something that you'll encounter, but that's not true. And so I've dealt with that over the years and thank God for Jesus as well as a good therapist. And so, you know, but I would say I'm happy and that I'm blessed to be able to say that. And I'm still looking forward to what's next. You know, I'm looking forward to growing 12 to 12. I'm looking forward to growing my beauty counter business Mm -hmm. as well as to introducing, you know, more people to non-toxic personal care products. And my son is now entering this football phase that I don't know. I I don't know if I really realize what I've signed on for. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if either, Gail, you have a son. Did your son play football? No, we didn't let him. (laughs) He did basketball though, Gail. I remember the coaching and, yeah, and those uh, tough going decision. to different. Yeah, he games. won a tough decision. I, uh, he, Julian played flag. He's going rising fifth grader. He played flag since kindergarten. Mm-hmm. And this year he asked me to play football. And yeah. so it was a tough decision. I would never be the one that's making him play. He would have had to have asked me. So I decided to let him. Now what's interesting is, all of the friends that he's played with since fourth grade, since kindergarten, and who are in his grade even, are a little older than him. So they're all playing 10U, and he's the only one in his class who's playing 9U because his birthday is late. Okay. So that makes me feel better, quite honestly, because mm-hmm. he's playing among kids that really are his same size right. as opposed to his same grade. Yeah. And also what I learned today from the coaches is that 9U is really a fully instructional league. where they're truly teaching the children the game Mm -hmm. and how to play safely and all. So 
I called my soror Dion to say, Dion, how did you even do this for all these? I mean, I'm not you did it. Called Chevella, whose son plays for the Naval Academy football. Chevella said, don't ask me how to not be worried because I haven't figured it out. So, so. But, but you know, I admire you for allowing him because he asked and, and yeah, he asked. Mm-hmm. He asked. Yeah. I know yeah. my son asked us and asked us and I was just too nervous. So we put a basketball in his hand instead. (laughs) So, you know, and, but, you know, sometimes I do wonder what if, Mm -hmm. but but hey, you know, I don't want to harp on the past. And mm -hmm. right. Right. I heard a saying once nobody ever ran. No one ever won a race looking behind. Exactly. 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 So Denise, we really want to, you know, wrap things up. Thank you so much for, coming to this podcast, I know what I've gotten from this conversation is, as you said, to just keep open, open, keep allowing, as you mentioned, God to unfold things for you. Just go with what happens. You talked about finding out you're a mother tomorrow, you know, just get to it. (laughs) You know, (laughs) just go now. I'm moving into this world, you know, you're retiring and now have to do something different. Just keeping going, keeping forward, keeping positive, being open. And being open to things happening, not in the way you expected, but still getting you to the place that you wanted to be. Exactly. Exactly. Just because, you know, maybe you didn't meet the love of your life in your 20s. If God put on your heart, if God's instilled in you to be a mother, there are many children who need a mother Mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. a father or a father. And so I became a mom at 44. So that I was late to the rodeo, but I knew in my heart that that was a desire that God had given me. So just be open to things. I think right on time. Right on time. If I did it early, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have my baby. Exactly. And we have to have another talk with you about that because I know that's just a whole nother subject that we didn't get a chance to touch on. But I mean, you've shown us how you can keep reinventing. You can find what's next and your journey's still going. Yes. And we will be following. We will be putting our products on. <laughs> we will be uh, reading the book. We'll be opening that up soon. Yeah, <laughs> I'll show you. This is what it looks like. This is what it looks like. The Unstoppable Black Woman. I love that title. Yes. And all the authors are in the back. That is fantastic. What a great idea. I can't wait to, to yes. get that now, as well. I, I will tell you, ladies, if you're interested in possibly um, being a part of an anthology, I can send you all information. Donna's next anthology is going to be Unstoppable Black Woman Motherhood Edition. And you can tell your story as about you as a mother, or you can write about your mother or a woman in your life who was a mother figure for you. I know there's, you know, and so if that's something that would interest you in hearing more about, I can flip you some information. I think she's having an interest session not too long okay, ahead. Definitely, I would be interested. Yeah. Gail? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think I have a few pearls of wisdom that I can share. <laughs> yeah. I look forward to, to hearing others. Yeah. So, and yeah. you know, again, we're sharing the love. Now we can jump into the new world of being an author and, right. and being part of. So again, sharing that amongst each other great i love it i absolutely love it so again denise i know it's late for you but we appreciate you taking this time uh we have enjoyed this i have too you take care 
Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. And thank you everyone for tuning in to another episode of Gail and Tia's Adventures. And we'll be back again 